I'm so excited about the new intro. You got it figured out. I got it figured out. We can do whatever we want. It's about time. So you way, stop cutting me off For way end. over two minutes. We can start doing... We can talk for the next minute and a half before we have to... People might get annoyed by it, though. I, You know what's interesting? I was listening to this as I was uh, uh, editing it, and the end of the song, people have never heard. Nobody's ever heard the end of the song because we only run it for a little while and then fade it out. There's actually a two-minute song here. Oh. Yeah, it's a long ways. But then, if we wait to the end for people to hear it and then bring her in, now we're not letting them listen to it. So do we play it twice, all the way through, and then do the intro again? I do like this part. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. I've always liked this kind of music. I think you just let it be natural. However it happens, it happens. I can't do natural. Say... Bring her in. Hello and welcome to Explicitly Us. Whether you're young, old, single or married, this podcast is for you. Light-hearted, family-friendly and full of laughs. It is guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So get on the treadmill or get another slice of cake, but just get ready because here they are. Live at the time of this recording, all the way from Table 19, your pizza's ready studio, here are your hosts, Andy and Trista. That was supposed to be an applause, but I think it was actually fitting. The boxing Round bell. one. What did you think of that? Was that handy or dandy? Oh. No. The only thing I don't like about it, and I tried to edit this, I tried to keep the music low and her higher, but it it worked the other day when I was editing, but not since. So I don't, I don't know what the deal is. I need to go back and look at that again and try to edit it better. And I feel like my microphone is really loud. Bring that down a little bit. Have you had a good weekend? I have. Yeah. We have an exciting show today, don't we? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always excited to have guests on. And the guests that we have on today are... Are they excited, though? They are excited. They're very <laughs> special guests. One of the guests, it's a, it's a married couple, so they tell us. And one of the guests we've had on before, but the interesting ah. thing is he didn't know he was on. Yes. Last week... He found out. We took a phone call during the show because he just could not wait. He had to call us right <laughs> then and there. And we actually played the phone call live. And so he was technically on before. Um, I got to get back over to this page. Where is my stuff at? Goodness. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, uh, they're going to be with us here in just a moment. And we have a lot planned with them. I like having guests on. It fills up all the dead space of us talking. Do you prefer having guests on? Sure. Less talking for me. I figured. I figured you would be like that. I can deal with that. Yeah. Well, um, when I think about these people, and we'll tell all about their names in a minute, here is actually what comes to mind. Because they are, I'm going to say it this way, (laughs) elderly. I'm not going to say anything else. They're just older than us. But they're cute kids. That's what I say. They're cute kids. And so what I think about when I see them, and especially after last night, we heard them tell their story about how they met, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole time, you know what you know what was going through my head? What? And they called it puppy love. This is what was going through my head the entire time. Ain't that funny? Okay. 
I think that was probably that they probably danced that song every night before bed. They probably have like a routine where before they go to bed, they dance to puppy love. It's good to have with us Jerry and Liz. Jerry, how are you doing? Liz, how are you doing? Oh, man, I'm so old. I can barely make it to the microphone. Listen, that wasn't supposed to be a compliment for yourself. (laughs) It was supposed to be a compliment. You guys weren't supposed to be offended by that. You're not offended. No, I'm not offended. That's good. Now, Liz, are you offended by that? No, sir. All right, good. It's saying my mouse is running out of battery, so I'm going to turn this off. Why is it we can't have a podcast without something going wrong? It's the way it goes. All right, hold on a second, everybody. All right, I think that's off. Yeah, that's off. I'll Why do you use. need your mouse? Well, it's an external mouse. I'll just use the mouse that's on the computer. So, Liz, uh, you don't feel like you're too old. Uh, how old's your husband? Am I supposed to say that? Yeah, you can say him. You just <laughs> she, can't say you. She's asking him. <laughs> no, don't ask him. Don't worry about him. He's right now 63. 63? No? Six, wrong. 64. 64. Mm, so that's right. You are. You are old enough to be our parents, right? And that's not a bad thing. I remember back in the day, the Beatles sang the song, When I'm 64. Oh. They have a song called that? Yeah. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? No. You never heard that one? Yes. No. Yes. How's that working out? We played it on his birthday. We sing that along with Puppy Love. Dude, that's funny. I've never, I'm going to have to look that up. I've never heard of that. It's hysterical. It's from is the it, 60s. Is it supposed to be a comical song? Uh, you never know with them. They're usually high when they... Uh, yeah, right? Right? I don't know. That's amazing. Uh, well, it's great to have you guys with us. Uh, you are avid listeners of the podcast, and you told me yesterday, because we've been s- spending the weekend together, not the weekend, well, post-weekend, beginning of the week, you came over Sunday, and uh, you told me that you've listened to every single podcast. Yeah. I may not listen to this one, but <laughs> I wish we had an award for you because I think you're the only people, including us, to have listened to every single podcast. I have to because I edit. Trista, I think my mom has to. I was going to say, Trista's mom has to. And maybe my brother. Yeah. They're, they're good peoples. <laughs> they're good peoples. And then my friend uh, Stephen said he was, I got a, oh, I'm sorry, Fox, Joe Fox, said he was traveling to, I don't know where he was traveling to, but he was going to a convention or something, a get together, and he long had trip. Se- a long trip, several hours, and he turned on our podcast and listened to it nonstop, and which I think you would want to drive off a bridge. That's crazy. But he said it was the shortest trip of his life. Wow. So he said it was like a nine hour round trip or something like that, and it went by so quickly. So that was nice of him to say. But when do you listen to our podcast, Jerry? I usually listen to it Monday morning. Really? If it comes out Monday Man, morning. That's so cool. <laughs> Did I tell you guys, uh, Liz, we had a monumentous occasion uh, Monday. We hit 2,500 downloads. You said it when it came Did in. Did I? Yeah. Isn't that something? That's cool. I mean, I understand there's podcasts out there that hit, that's a fraction of what they hit every day. But we're not them people. We're just two people sitting in our now, how many of those Office. downloads explicitly you, use? Explicitly use. Did you download yourself? Um, none. And maybe okay. one or two to check to make sure it worked, but I don't listen on I the platform. I don't listen to any of them. The kids used to listen to them, but they don't. They don't listen anymore. Are we? Yeah, our kids aren't. If which would be interesting because if <laughs> they don't listen, hear them talk anymore. If they listen, they would actually get a lot of like. Valuable information. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Valuable information. <laughs> That's, true. That's exactly what I'd say. 
and maybe see another side of mom and dad that they don't see all the time. So what's so so far? What has been your favorite segment of the podcast besides Trista yelling at me? Um, I like the word of the day. I'm hoping someday to be able to use one of them. What? Tell yeah. me about it. Day is nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, Somebody said that their spouse calculated. Is that the word? Was that the word last week? Cacinated. Cacinated. Somebody said their spouse cacinated the other day listening to our podcast. That's you almost have to like write them down and purposefully use them, or else you don't remember them. And then you're just an oddball. (laughs) Liz, is there something that stands out to you when you listen to the podcast? He took mine. Did he? That's okay. We can have the same. Word of the day is fun. That's all. That was Trista's idea. Did you do? Did you do this week? Today in history. No. I like that I one. I like that okay. one. There used to be an Instagram, and there might still be. It's really interesting. There was an Instagram page that you could follow, and they would post every day what was happening in World War II. So, for example, what's today's date? July 13th. The 13th. So, July 13th, 1944, what was happening? Right. And there's documents that talk about what's happening and even photos. And so they would post a photo and say, today we are hitting this speech or we're going here or we're on a march like like it's happening today. You know, so then in two or three days they would post and now we're here and we just took this town. And and it was like it was still going on, but they would do it as if it was it's cool. So they just use history and you kind of relived it through that. That was interesting. I used to follow that for a while. I don't anymore. We follow it on the Alexa app. They do that? What happened today in history? What happened today? Have you been playing on the Alexa Jeopardy yet? No. You haven't tried that yet? You got to do it. I'm afraid to embarrass myself even more. Yeah. Um, It's not too bad. One of these days we'll do it on the... We do okay. Yeah. Usually. A lot of times I don't understand the the answer and it makes us mad because we get it right and they'll say, no, it was this and it was exactly what we said. So that's kind of aggravating. Well, we have a word of the day before we get into them. And asking them some more questions. You want to share with us the word of the sure. day? And let us guess what we think the word of the day is. Okay. Today's word is... Wait, do you need some music? I don't think so. Are you sure? <laughs> I can get you some music if you really need some music. Some reading music? Yeah. Hold on a second. I got I to gotta get over to this page. Here we go. I'm ready. Today's word is... Operos. 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 Not Operos. 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 Any guesses? Operos. What could it possibly what be? What speech is that? It's an adjective. It's an adjective. See, that's a question I would have known to ask. I suppose it's not an Operos. Opera. That would be too easy. Yeah. Opera. An opera could be Operos, though. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Uh, let's say it's somebody who's bombastic. No. No. Operos means tedious or wearisome. Ah. A sentence that they gave would be I don't think I'd like the Operos job of washing windows on skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. That's so Operos. That job. I think that's more dangerous than tedious. Or True. Operos. They could mm-hmm. use many adjectives there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a usable word. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a usable word. Operos. Operos. Yeah. You were here live for it. For we'll f- have to use it at least five times before yes. we leave. Okay. Operos. Correct. How, how <laughs> operos. Um, yeah. Well, f- fantastic, babe. You did a wonderful job once again. All right. So we have the Harmons with us. And the Harmons, um, I'm going to share a little bit about them. I didn't ask them before if I could, but I know they don't mind. Of course you didn't ask. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, I we rarely share with people what we're going to talk about unless it's something where we think we need permission to do. Um, I.e. several weeks back, we had a really great talk with Tim and Sarah about anxiety and depression. And we would, of course, check with them before sharing some of those things. We probably should have asked them if it was okay to use their last name or if we wanted to do first names only. I've been doing first names only with everybody. And so if they want to be searched, if people are interested in well, You already in gave them the last name, but I didn't. See, you I didn't. Already, it can be edited didn't. out, I didn't. though. The Harmons. We can take no, it out. I didn't you say did. that. I did not you say did. the Harmons. Yes, you did. did. When? When you introduced them. I said Jerry and Liz. No, you didn't. No, you Just now, only. the second time. At the no, beginning, see, you used you, their first name. Don't or, listen to them, people. You've already used my voice without permission Amazing. Lawsuit. I think that's illegal. I think I can get 20 bucks out of them. I'm not sure. You know what? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay. But we are fine. we have Jerry and Liz Harmon with us. <laughs> and they're here. And what's interesting about them is in, well, I don't know the year. They've told me, but I forget it. Um, they have been missionaries um, basically all their life. And definitely all of their married life, they've been missionaries. And so before then, I don't know really what they did. But we've met them as missionaries in the field and have grown a, um, a, I was, I was going to say friendship, but I think we should just leave it at relationship. Maybe, we, maybe we we're presuming, maybe we're presuming yeah. friendship. I think if we weren't friends, there'd be a lot of things that neither one of us would put up with. True. <laughs> <laughs> I could not have said that and any better. And they help us a lot. I could right? not have, um, they help us a whole lot. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're a big help. And, um, encouragement to us and for that we say thank you very much so no problem and uh, we know that we're an extreme blessing to you and you don't have to say anything put the applause Uh, back on yeah yeah put the applause absolutely i don't have an applause you know the other day the board got erased the other day and so my applause is here there it is it got moved around on me so nice (laughs) nice so um Here's what I want you to do, uh, guys. Tell us how long you have been on the mission field. Well, I came to Puerto Rico when I was single. Mm-hmm. So I came here in 1985. Okay. And then after being What was here, it like back then? What was it like back then? In 1985. Without my wife, it wasn't nice, but I didn't know her. So We were just okay. being born. We, no, <laughs> I was, I was no. born in 1983. She was born in 1984. And okay. you were here in 1985. Yeah, 1985. So I then, being a single then, missionary then I went, in 83. 83, wow. single missionary. And you know those single missionary women, they, they, hit the, they hit the circuit of mission conferences looking for that man. <laughs> Not oh this goodness. one. You know they Not do. Not this one. Where did you Wasn't meet your husband? Looking. Where did you meet your husband? At a mission ah. But I wasn't Where looking. else though, right? Where else? <laughs> but I wasn't looking. Got her. So she wasn't looking, but she did meet him at a missions conference. Yep. And 
she did was you you wanted her to meet me in a bar yeah, right. and where did you expect her to meet me? hey if she was a good christian she would be at the bar witnessing to people right <laughs> that's what we all say no we don't, uh, we don't no, say that don't. you you might say that <laughs> so you're at a missions conference and yeah. he walked up to you and said you know if i hold this close to my nose i can stay warm now something you, like that. I'm just not going to share the rest Some, of the story. Something you you like make that. up your own story. Something like that. Uh, that sounds weird to you, but I could pull a Paul Harvey right now and say, now you know the rest of the story. Because they were in a service where the, the the lights went out. I really should learn never to share anything. This is a cute <laughs> story. This is a cute story. They were in a, a conference and the lights went out and he preached. Um, by candlelight. By candlelight. And then at some point, they were standing next to one another. I remember the story, but I'm not going to share it with you all. It's too long. Trust me, it was way too long. Just kidding. That's because I was telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were standing next to one another, didn't know one another, single, both of them. And he leans over to her with the candle in his face and says, Jerry... At least I can keep my nose warm. <laughs> At least I can keep my nose warm. That was close. That was it. I, I remember the message I preached that night, too. So do I. What was the message on? It was on uh, Hannah and... First uh, Samuel chapter first, one. Yeah. I just yeah. preached on that like three weeks ago. <clears throat> that was awesome. Do you remember your outline? Uh, yeah. Well, I would have to look it up. I'd have to look it up in the Bible, not in my notebook. Right, right. To get it all re- accurate. But it yeah. was but it's about her surrendering. Can I share something with you that I that came across sure. uh, my mind just the other day? Absolutely. Concerning Hannah? Sure. And you can Your tell podcast. me what you think of this. I don't mind sharing a thought and you saying, I don't agree with that. That doesn't bother me at all. So tell me what you think. It never really occurred to me that God wanted Samuel before Hannah wanted Samuel, but God will say it this way, could not have Samuel until he got Hannah in a place where he could give Samuel to her for her to give him back. Sure. why not? Does that make sense, Liz? Yes. God knew what was for Samuel's life, but he had to get Hannah to a place. And if God would have given her Samuel before, she wouldn't have made that dedication. Mm hmm. So, you know, we always talk about how much Hannah wanted Samuel, but God wanted him more. And he had to bring Hannah to a place where she would surrender him. Now, the application is, right, it's wide open for our lives. What does God want from our lives or out of our lives that he could give us, but yet it wouldn't go back to him? He has to get us to a place where we I, might I surrender. I preach it as the first faith promise missions offering. Mm-hmm. she had prayed by faith and God gave her Samuel and then she came and gave him over to the Lord. Yeah. Okay. Well, I disagree with that. That's completely okay. undoctrinal. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. That, that's of course a great message. I was waiting for you that's to because disagree. It didn't start out from me. I got it from somebody else. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you could preach that all day long. That's yeah. a good message. Uh, but have you ever, I mean, uh, not to put you on the spot, but that's a thought that I've never had before. The abstract of what was going on, you know, in the mind of God while Hannah was suffering, you know, in her mind, suffering, God had so many plans just waiting for her to get to a place where he could employ them. Isn't that interesting? Yes, it is. I think it's so. I think so. Anyways, um, great to have you guys with us. Been married that long. It's great to have friends like this that have been married as long as we've been alive. <laughs> and we've learned a lot from them. And they are really a sweet couple together. Been serving the Lord faithfully on the mission field. And it's we've been through a lot together. I feel, even though not not in close proximity, 
we've been through a lot and uh over uh, we're not that far apart no no we're not just a hop hop skip and a jump is what we call it 10 minute Mm -hmm. flight 10 minute flight yeah we can be there um but which is nice to know yeah thank you for being with us today and everything that you've done for us we really appreciate it uh we have a lot to go on is there anything that you just have on your mind that you have to say that you want to get a chance to say the lawsuit will be coming okay all right now you have two boys yes we do all right benjamin and hold on don't don't tell me because i always get these uh mixed up Uh, hold on nathaniel and benjamin correct Mm -hmm. and then nathaniel's married yes yes to daughter in love named french marie french marie and that's her whole name, not French. That's not Marie, French Marie. It's one name, yeah. And now, would we say in English, if we tried to pronounce it, would we read it French? French? Sounds like I an 80s sitcom. No clue what we would do. We would stick with French Marie because French that's Marie. It's French like Marie. if you have a buddy in your church that's Pablo, mm-hmm. are you going to call him Pablo or are you going to say Paul? Well, no, I understand that. I'm saying if we were to read it, how would we pronounce that French? The vowels. Yeah. Would it be um, French? What do we no. pronounce it? French? French, because it's two syllables. How, how is it spelled? I have three syllables. How's French? F-R-A-N-C-H. Yeah, French. M-A-R-A-N-C-H. It sounds like a, a, a 1980s sitcom in New York. French. What was, I don't, French. Don't. Blanche, Blanche, like Blanche. Okay. Blanche, French. But don't pick on my daughter-in-law. <laughs> French. He has digressed. French. French. I'm not picking on I'm just saying how would we French. pronounce it. Yeah. yeah, It's like French, but you put an A in instead of the E. French, 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 French. Um, well, they've been married for how long? A year and a half. A year and a half. A year and a half. All right. And then Benjamin, we're working on him. Well, we're praying be, for him. To, we're working on him to be continued. <laughs> and uh, again, God wants something for him, but he needs to right. surrender. So get to that place where he's eating ramen noodles. Lord, I'll give her back to you. He's a good cook. Please. <laughs> he's a good cook. Sound like Mr. Ed. What does he like to cook? He cooks an awesome chicken breast and garlic butter sauce. Not like that junk last night. Wasn't that the worst meal of your life? No. No. I grew up with a mother that couldn't cook. (laughs) Tell me about your mother that couldn't cook. How bad was it? She would would burn water. (laughs) Yeah. When we were first married, um, our first Thanksgiving, we went to her home and all the siblings were there. And I was the newest. Now, he's the oldest sibling, but I was the newest bride. Of how many siblings? Five, five of us, and then I have a half-brother. Okay. So, but only five were there because one was in the military and couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And all this, you'd have to picture it. There's a long table in the kitchen, and my mother-in-law was at her stove, and I was facing her. All the in-laws were on my side. All the children of my mother-in-law were facing us with their back to their mother. And my loving brother-in-law said, So, Liz, what do you think of Mom's turkey? <laughs> Explain how. Mom's turkey was cooked. Yeah, well, and I didn't realize this till after I got married and Liz said that we could put the turkey in the oven in the morning because my mother would put it in about two or three in the afternoon the day before and, <laughs> and she seemed to think night. that it needed to be cooked for 20 hours. Wow. And so gravy could not really break it up enough to swallow it. So everyone stopped talking, and she had the big smile on her face. Oh, she thought she was a good cook? She thought she was a good cook. Well, she well to a things, point. I guess. And all I could think of was, I've never had a turkey like this. It's, and that's what you, you. said. And well, we I couldn't lie. And we siblings were right. laughing at 
and they're all laughing at me, and I'm trying to be nice to my. And I only had been married a short time to right. into this family. Your initiation. Right. It was my initiation. <laughs> yes. Interesting. So last night we were planning on having steak and chicken, and um, we're at your house where you're staying, your Airbnb. The grill's outside. The wind is blowing. It's a gas grill. The gas grill would not stay lit. That's how hard the wind was blowing. And so I could not get the steaks to cook. And so we had to bring them in, put them in the oven, and we were playing a game, a card game. And I I shouldn't have left them in that long. I should have checked them more often. Should have been True. standing and beside it. Those things were shoe leather. <laughs> The most disgusting steaks it I've ever not had disgusting. in my life. It wasn't life. disgusting. The flavor was excellent, but yes. they were they were I terrible. Ate mine. I, I ate, ate mine. one bite and put I it back. Ate mine. I yeah, we watched you guys. Back. Yeah, you all are. We're just being polite though. The chicken was good. The chicken was good. I enjoyed that, and I made a salad with that. But it was the very steak, edible. steak is my favorite so. meal, and that's why I was so upset. Steak is my favorite meal in the world, and I enjoy a good steak on the grill. So when you have to kill it in the oven. Kill it in the oven. <laughs> and I didn't know what I was doing. But the ladies were very gracious and let me make the mistake. But I wish they would have said, step back. We got this. Jerry, you have a very good radio voice. Has anyone ever told you that? Yeah. I uh, almost got a job in radio. I wanted to when I was a teenager. And uh, I did a an interview, whatever it was, a, a tape, a taping of my voice. Mm-hmm. And they never got in, t- t- in touch with me until I had already gone 1500 miles away to bible college and within the month they tried calling and my brother said well he's away at bible college he's not available now so mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. told me they had called so but then again i can't imagine that my dream was sitting in city council <laughs> meetings mm. recording those and just occasionally having a little blurb to say or a commercial in between comments so you never know where your career might have went though yeah you know, I could have been the next Paul Harvey. You could have been the next <laughs> Paul Harvey. I I'm glad you're Jerry much. Harmon. Uh, let's, I'll, I'll stick with what I what I have. And what a great segue into I, our I, Paul Harvey. I wouldn't song. have met you. Oh, well, wouldn't have that been amazing? <laughs> Your lives would have been so much. That's easier. right. <laughs> no, no. Let's bring Paul Harvey in now and listen to this, and then we'll uh, discuss it just for a minute. Tell me if you've ever, if you knew about this. Sorry, I'm hitting everything today. All right, let's listen. I don't know where it went. Is it playing? Stay with me, y'all. It's Why is it not playing now? It was playing earlier. The rest of the story. There it is. Space, the final frontier. The airless, toxic, frigid, white-hot, hostile environment, the limitless distance, the loneliness. And among those considerable challenges which rocket jockeys face is handling the speed, the unimaginable speed, which threatens to crush their bodies beneath several times multiplied weight and which narrows margins for error to a razor's edge. You thought you knew the astronauts. I want you to meet Tom Shabrock, NASA commander of a craft the airshow crowds never see an incredible craft might as well be a topmost secret for all you've ever heard about it but you're going to hear about it today forget everything you have read or been told about flying saucer sightings envision instead with an open mind that this craft tom shabrock pilots is the size of a baseball diamond 
It weighs 3,000 tons. It requires a crew of 12 and is capable of traveling well inside the Earth's atmosphere, so close to the ground that anybody in the right place at the right time could not avoid seeing it. And then there is the speed. There is no rocket anywhere that can match its fastest. Understandably, the concentration one needs to maneuver at such velocities is considerable. And you're on one of those unpublicized missions, and it's nearly one hour in progress. To pilot Tom Shabrock, it seems like ten. Communicating with half a dozen observers on the ground, he has received moment-by-moment -moment reports of his position. So far, so good. But a lapse in attention could take him perilously off course because the sharpest turn that he can make is six degrees either way, and the tolerance that buffers him from disaster is precisely one yard. I mean 36 inches, right or left. Before Tom loses his focus, he will relinquish the controls to a second in command. You don't wait for fatigue. That's the system. And at least two hours remain on this leg of the journey. For these are the heroes of Cape Canaveral's Crawler Corps. They are not astronauts, but engineer specialists in the power systems and transporter section for the United Space Alliance. A ground-bound unit where their super vehicle traverses a trackless roadbed five feet deep and three miles long. And yes, it cruises at a speed unmatchable by any rocket because at its fastest, it is so slow a speed barely bearable for its tediousness. You see, the speed control knob on that massive craft is calibrated to hundredths of a mile an hour. Under no circumstances can it travel even one mile an hour. For the United Space Alliance, one of NASA's prime contractors, operates that agency's most active, most highly visible program. And so each mission, off it goes, leaving the Cape's hangar with a mobile launcher platform on its baseball diamond back down three miles of eight-lane-wide crawlerway under 5,500 horsepower, 0.95 miles per hour, all the way to the launch site, where there it deposits its precious cargo called the Space Shuttle. In NASA's astronaut training, they say handling the speed is the thing. Well, that is so. Only now you know the rest of the story. Do you all have any idea what he was talking about? No, I was amazed. I, you never, you never heard about this thing. It took well, me to I've the heard end of, it, but of I didn't know that's together. what he was talking about. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, have you ever been to uh, Cape Canaveral? No. Yeah, we went uh, a couple years ago, about five years ago or so. Kennedy Space Center. Kennedy Space Center. And it is it is quite amazing. Um, the it, Isn't it like a moving building? It's like the size of a building. Basically, Almost. the building moves. I went when I was single. We drove by it. But. Okay. Uh, it is it is quite amazing. And, and the system that's in it to be able to get from A to B is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So slow. It must have been one of... I don't know, maybe not one of the last ones, but the latter ones that Paul Harvey did because he started way, way, way before the space shuttle age. When did he start? I think you told me. Um, I want to, I don't know, it was in the 50s or 60s maybe. Yeah. I was. And, uh, it always amazed me because now we could look these things up on the internet mm -hmm. and we could come up with interesting stories. Right. 
but I don't even think a lot of those were encyclopedias, so I really don't know from where he got his material, but it was always amazing to listen to. Yeah, exactly. Where you know, his archives must have been, like his resource, his research archives must have been extensive uh, because you don't get any of these stories from there. And a lot of them probably are very basic stories, but the way he kind of flips them around on their head is always interesting. But, yeah, there's no telling. Um, I would like to know, though, where he got all his information from. It's nice, nice listening to that instead of all the bad things going on on the news every day. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and he would always have his broadcast right in there with the news, you know, right after the news, and it would be something softer, softer. Well, this is going to be a two-part uh, episode of Explicitly Us. So my question to you is, can you stick around for another episode? I, yeah, sure. I guess. Liz, do you think you'll be able to... S- I think we can handle it. Good. Uh, because that's what we're going to do. So, Trista, do you think you can be here next week? I'll try. All right. Um, I think, I don't know what's going on with this music, but for some reason it's louder than what it needs to be. I need to work on that. But maybe two weeks from now I can work on it. I think you're your own worst critic about that. You think so? I think most people just... Well, this is new. I haven't, I haven't put this out yet. Well, the the levels. What I'm talking about is the levels of voice to music. So, I think we need to figure that out a little bit. But till next week, love you, babe. Love you. Hello, and that's not the right one. Hold on, let's do that again. Love you, babe. Love you. All right, we're professionals around here. Thank you for joining us on the Explicitly Us podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do. You'll be the first to listen to our show when it's released every Monday. See you next time on Explicitly Us.